0: It's time for the best 60 minutes of your life. This is the Homer Hour. Broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All studio at The Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, alongside former Packer Brian Balaga.
1: Here's Emmy Award
2: winner Homer.
1: Yes, the best 60 minutes of your day. The Homer Hour with Brian Bulaga and his guest, Jason Wildey. I happened to uh, listen to the doctor of football, Brian Bulaga, just a couple minutes ago. Uh, Everybody should know. Jair Alexander, start. Whatever you want to bet, you go to Ted's, lay your money down. They're not bringing Jair Alexander back and sitting him on the bench. Now we'll find if Brian Bulaga agrees with me on that. And, of course, you need to welcome everybody and wish him whatever it is you want to wish. Joining us now is the doctor of football and nice guy for the show, Brian Bulaga. Take it away.
0: How about a welcome back and it's, you know me and you working together again i mean i feel like it's been like two months i haven't been on with you in a long time yeah i hear you
1: making fun of me every now and then that's fine (laughs) yes i missed not uh being on with you but i don't know that other people care about that as a listener i've been a listener radio for a long time i don't care if somebody's not on and now they're back and i'm happy but yes it's uh it's nice to be back with you. Does that make you feel yeah. better? Happy, yeah, New I mean, Year, yeah, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas.
0: Exactly. It's just, you know, just the warm fuzzies, man. Yeah, I mean, that's on, not me, buddy. Uh, just so get, you know. Get, not that you I didn't. Get, you cover. I've
1: already told you. This is your show. You cover the warm fuzzies. Whatever warm fuzzies you want, take it away. That might be your <laughs> second nickname. Doctor <laughs> of Football and Warm Fuzzies. I don't think that's going to run real long. but uh, uh, Not too long. Yeah. Not too long. You just Good. want everybody to know. You want everybody to know you're a nice guy. Well, I, don't I don't care think. what they think of me. I only care one thing that they listen. They can believe I'm the worst human being on the planet Earth. I don't care. If you listen, then I'm happy with however you look at me. Well, I think I think, you know, deep into
0: your core though, you're you know, you're a pretty good guy regardless. So <laughs> right. I think that's See, you know, I, I think that's There's a facade. Mr. You put on a little bit. There's <laughs>
1: but, no facade. I don't care that we have one job. And the reason, and then people really want to hear you more, they want to hear me based on the numbers. Now, as far as this job, this portion of my life, only one thing matters how many people listen. Right, and if right, they think it. as if they think, hey, Homer's a nice guy, and, and they can think I'm the second coming of Mr. Rogers or Mother Teresa. If they don't listen, that doesn't do me any good. I get it. I, yeah. I
0: understand. I it's understand. like football,
1: right? You don't win. You don't play well. Nobody cares. I had a a a, 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 a brewer player once, very good player, did a tons of stuff for charity, and then he started playing poorly and people ripped him. And he said, how can they rip me given all I do for charity? I said, hey, we need to have a chat. He goes, what? Hey, don't give a damn. That's very true. They care about how you play and how the team does. You better be doing that charity because you want to help people, not that you want people to know about it. Because in the end, they don't care or they don't care that much. And you, I'm sure you experience that with various players as well. That's the first thing I would tell them if I worked at an organization for a team. Do it because you want to do it. Because if you're doing it because you think people will like you more, you're wrong.
0: Yeah, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You that's what well I, just, I always looked at charity work and stuff like that. Now that we're getting off topic about, you know, the game, yeah. but I always looked at it as do it in the shadows, man. No one needs to know what you're doing, you know, charity work wise. I mean, some guys, you know, obviously there's a lot of guys that did great work in the community when I was there and you know, that stuff just gets out and that's, and it's organic and it's great. It's fine. I always looked at it as charity work and who you give to and things like that. Just, that's between you and your family and yeah. that organization, and and that's the way I always like to to operate with it. At least that's just me.
1: Yeah, but and if but if you're the quarterback, I mean that's life in the offensive line. If you're a quarterback or you're a star or you're ready, it doesn't matter whether you want people to know or not. They're gonna know.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. People just like, like Aaron with Aaron with the Mac Fund yes. and things of that nature. I mean that. I mean that worked. I mean what he did for the Mac Fund and probably still does is you know fantastic. So.
1: Yeah, it, going... it will forever determine my overwhelming belief of Aaron Rodgers. I don't care yeah. how crazy he becomes, and he's become crazy, and if I could meet him, you could set up a <laughs> meeting with him. You can tell him about, about what my question is. What the hell happened to you? Uh... So that you can just tell him. That's is what Homer's going to be. your fir- He's going to be your first question. <laughs> what the hell happened to you? I remember you when you were the nicest, giving, easiest person to deal with uh, as at, right at the top of all time. And then, uh, what the hell happened to you? So, clearly, you don't think, you're you not crazy about that being the first question. Um, that's, that's, I think we'd, have, we'd probably have to start
0: some, somewhere different.
1: No, I'm not starting anywhere different. That was the relationship I had with Aaron Rodgers. I did an interview with him once, and he said, so what, you're going to have easy questions today? You go, oh, you want tough questions? He goes, bring it on. I said, what's it feel like to know that regardless of how good you play, you'll never be as good as the guy before you? He goes, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. So anyway, on I, to the Bears. All right. Yep. First of all, Jair Alexander start. You don't bring him back and say, we want you back. and Oh, you're going to be on the bench. That, that doesn't yeah. roll that way. Am I
0: right? mm mm-hmm. I, you know, you're right. I mean, regardless of wh- whether we think it's right or wrong, and I said it on the last program, what I would do, but yeah. that's not what they're going to do. He's he's going to start. He's going to play. Um, and that's just that's the way it's going to go. I mean, he's one of the highest paid players on the team. He's back. I mean, you could kind of tell by the language of LaFleur and Joe Barry how everything's been great this week. So my guess is he will be uh, starting this football game.
1: Yeah, I, I, it would, to me, be stupid to bring him back and then not start him. You're bringing him back because you believe in him. You believe that he paid the whatever you thought was appropriate. You had this meeting and everything's fine. Okay, everything's fine, and you're the backup. No, that's, that's yeah. not that how would, it works. That,
0: that, that would probably be a volcanic explosion yes. in the uh, in the locker room. Well, I, I, I don't know how
1: you'd be. If I was Jair... I can't tell you how mad I'd be. I'd be like, "Screw you!" What we did all this, and then I, I'm I'm the backup to these guys. Come on, yeah,
0: but hey, I'm with you. It's as an out, you know, as a fan and someone that's not in the locker room and doesn't really understand what's going on, besides what we're being told. Right. You can kind of read between the lines on things with with some of these issues, but you you hit it. I mean. The the language is there from the coaches. He's starting. He's playing now. How short his leash is, I don't know.
1: Right. Great. Great that point. I, they still believe in him. And if they, if if you still believe in Jair Alexander, you you start him. It's not yeah. even a close. Not even close. Well, because I mean, to be honest with you,
0: I'd run him around with DJ Moore the entire game. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. That's. I mean, if it's me, because if you look at Chicago's offense, and I was. You know, with Green Bay playing at night, I got to watch the whole Bears game. Yeah. I mean, that's that's who they're trying to get the ball to every pass play. Every mm-hmm. pass play that Fields is trying to find him. So if Jair is good to go, which he had a week off, clearly, um, should be feeling pretty good. I'm I'm having Jair tail around DJ Moore. Now
1: And if I he can't it, do it, then I might make a change, but that's yeah. the way to, that's the way to start. Yep. If you believe in him. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's what I would do. And and obviously with Green Bay's game plan of what they did a little bit more, a lot more against um, Minnesota, played a lot of nickel, uh, mixed up coverages, man, things like that. That's that's what I would do. I mean, that's that makes the most sense to me.
1: Did you watch the Bears game twice like you do the Packer game, Dr. No. Football?
0: No, 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 okay. no. I, I can't watch the Bears more than once. I'll have to for this game, but I don't. I wouldn't watch the Bears on my own.
1: Yeah, but you more. have fan. You have issues with family and different people that you know that have been Bears fans. So,
0: oh, I, yeah, I still have plenty. I still yeah. have plenty. Yeah, I mean, it's. But I don't want to watch them twice. There's. I mean, I don't.
1: I, well, but I here and I got questions for it because I know you watched them play, and of course, my position has always been you don't have to watch anything more than once. It's you. It's this has been your life. All right. My belief is that the biggest concern is the bears defense. They've given up an average of like 14 points per game over the last five games. And while the Packers offense is smoking hot, the bears defense recently has played at a level to make them or me believe that they can handle whatever the best is of the Packers analyze that thought and what you saw.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, (laughs) Uh, the the transformation from the Bears defense that we saw the first five, six weeks of the season till now is actually mind blowing, to be honest with you. Wow. I mean, we talked about them through the first five weeks, especially week one, and I get it, week one teams are rusty, but they kind of carried on that terrible form for about six weeks into the season where they were just dreaded. They were I mean, dreadful and just awful to watch, terrible teams. All right,
1: here's my question. It mind blowing. Now nothing else you see on the show is going to get the attention of that. But is the improvement because I think the improvement of the Packer offense from where it was when they couldn't score is mind blowing. Has the yep. Bears defense done something pretty similar in terms of where they were and where they are now?
0: Yeah, I mean, you gotta look at the trade they made for Montez Sweat. I mean that 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 trade Whatever it did, and and I, I'm talking to my, you know, was talking to my buddies that were from Chicago that are Bears fans, and I was like, it's almost like it kind of gave that energy that Khalil Mack did for that first year when they traded for him. It kind of it kinda, it, get, it gave that defense and that team some juice that you wouldn't expect them to get. But they added Montez Sweat, and bang, they were off and running. And this guy's tearing, you know, tearing offenses apart. He's a problem all the time you kind of watch what was going on in washington with him he he wasn't playing that well you know gets traded to the bears signs that 90 million dollar or whatever extension and he's off and running and playing amazing ball and i think that trade that trade kind of uh sorry jump-started him and it gave them life it gave them belief and now you're watching a team that's playing with a purpose. And and these guys are playing for their job, right? Like, they don't know what's going to happen next year. They could bring in Harbaugh or whoever. They have no idea. So these guys are auditioning every week, and they're playing well, you know, probably the last, what, five, six weeks. They've so been playing do they at have really a pass
1: rush level. they didn't have? Or what, of all the changed, what stands out as the most mind-blowing? The pass
0: rush. Because they literally had no pass rushers um, to, you know, to really talk about, you know, to start the year and going into the year. And the crazy thing is when you add a guy like Sweat and he's playing at such a high level, guys start to get belief. They get belief, more belief in themselves. They get more belief in the team. They get more belief in the defense and things like that. So this guy comes in raises the level of play instantly, and everyone else has to pick it up. Because if they don't, that's how bad they're going to look playing next to this guy. And it, and his play has been infectious across that defense. And obviously on the back end, they've been playing better for sure. They've, they've been playing a lot better. But I think you kind of look at what they're doing up front with the pass rush and the run defense, um, it's been uh, – <laughs> It's been really good. So that's what makes me a little nervous about the game. All right, so now
1: uh, uh, he might call you after this uh, because now that Matt LaFleur knows that you uh, watch the Bears more than normal, he calls you in and says, I want you to talk to our offense and tell them what they need to know to perform best against the Bears. Take it away, uh, Dr. Football.
0: I mean, first things first. You gotta you gotta establish your run game. Aaron Jones has been hot the last few weeks. You gotta keep that the focus point here. Cold game in Lambeau against a you know this team that is playing well that is getting after the passer. Um, you gotta establish the run. So first thing is first. Got to run the ball. Got to set that tone. Got to create that identity of the game. That this is going to be a physical game the whole time. Like we're not out here to just throw it fifty times and and just wing it. We're we're coming downhill. We're coming at you. Second thing is, the tackles. You got to take sweat out of the game. He's their energy source. He's the guy that's bringing the juice. You when you got Montez Sweat over you, you got to eliminate him from the game. You got to be locked in, focused. Because listen, who's rushing across from him? Not that good. I don't even know the guy's name. To be honest with you, I don't even know who it is <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, okay. and it, it doesn't matter. So like the,
1: do they the move that, sweat around?
0: Yeah, he does. He, right. he'll, he'll bounce Everybody around. Does. So, okay. so the thing you got to be aware of as a tackle, right? You got an elite player or a guy that's playing an elite level. He's on one side of the, you know, offense for 20 snaps and you're going against a guy that's not that good. You're handling your business. It's no problem. Then bang. That guy jumps over to your side and you haven't been ready for that yet. And then he spends another 20 snaps on your side and you're kind of trying to figure out the tempo of him and the pace of the game and you're not ready for it. So to me, to the tackles, be ready because he's going to rush over you. So you just be ready because he's going to bring it. He's the energy setter for this defense. Be ready to go when he's on your side. And then I think you go talk to the wideouts and just say, keep doing what you guys have been doing. You guys have been playing – so well the last I don't know what is it seven eight weeks you sure. guys have been doing a doing a great job just keep doing what you're doing be consistent be there be in be in your spot where you need to be catch the football and make the most out of your opportunities because obviously we all know Jordan Love spreads the ball around he, he's great at that he everyone gets touches which I think is fantastic um, be available for him be ready think the ball's always coming to you and that would be my message to them. Got it. it's probably uh, nothing uh, that they excuse haven't heard me, but. if i
1: was a player i'd say um uh, uh mr bulaga i'm not complaining but every time i hear you on with that old guy you always say establish the run game if we were playing a pop warner team i think you'd still say establish the run game is that always the first thing that you mention every game or am i not listening well
0: Nope. It's the first thing I say because of what it what it does to do a defense and what it does for an but offense. But you understand
1: right? the NFL has changed and they have made passing more and more important. Some people yep. leave, you pass, and then you run to set up the pass.
0: Yeah, but who, who are the two number one seeds in the NFL? Uh,
1: I would believe that would be the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Yep. And uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore Ravens.
0: And and what do those two teams do better than anybody in the NFL? Uh,
1: they they uh, have great defense. Uh, <laughs> Chris Larson is helping me out here, but that's an excellent point, yes. They're back in the old days when the defense ruled. They run the ball well. Yes.
0: Yep, yep. and that sets up everything else. It sets up the play action So whatever game.
1: your theory is. About offense, you still need to be able to run the ball well. That's yeah. If you're right. if
0: you're one if you're one dimensional and you just let these defenses just tee off on you, it's going to be a long day, all and right. that's just the truth of it.
1: I'd like to thank uh, a pebble. Thanks for the help. <laughs> this will be a great test in the old NFL. Either San Francisco or or Baltimore would win it because their defenses are that dominant. That has not been the way it's played out in the last seven years in the NFL. So maybe we're going to go back, but we'll save that. we got weeks before the Super Bowl. Most importantly, we got Jason Wildy next, and he will give us the injury update, which is so important to the doctor of football. That's next. Jason Wilde is brought to you by Boucher Automotive, where we ride with you every mile. 18 dealerships, 15 brands, and thousands of vehicles in stock. Check them out at Boucher.com. The Doctor of Football and Mister Warm and Fuzzy, or the Warm Fuzzies, uh, Brian Bulaga, with Jason Wildey. Good evening, Jason. Mister Warm and Fuzzy. Yeah, he he, he said I was, not so I didn't mention on? about nice to be back with you and all this stuff and everything else. He handles that department. Yeah, I uh I apologize for intruding on his uh, corner. Uh, Brian Bulaga, take it away.
0: <laughs> yeah. So here we go, Jason. You know, here we go, Jason. Here we go. But yeah. by the way, but but how, how are you doing this evening?
2: I'm great. It's cold here, though. It's not as nice as it is in uh, in Florida, where you're nice and warm and toasty. We were talking golf. Your your ears might have been ringing. I brought up your uh, impressive uh, simulator that you have that you showed us on Wilde and Tausch a couple weeks ago, and yep. uh, Domovsky of course, said, "Well,
0: that's easy when money's no object." Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's, uh, of course you should invite
1: 68 to come down and play who in your 68? living room. Who's yeah. 68? Rob Domusky, he, shot he shot 68, 68 in, in a club championship, three under par. Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Well, maybe I should, maybe I should, you know, he, he would just give me too hard of a time that I have a golf simulator. You know, I, it'd be, it'd be really fun. It'd be really good. Well, if it bothers
1: you, uh, Dr. Football, give it to me and I'll let him visit me and I'll take the heat. Well, it doesn't bother me. Oh, it does. I I mean, I love it. It doesn't bother me. By the way, what does, I hate to intrude on your segment with Jake, but what does bother you? Uh, You know, these days, not a ton. Not a ton. What used to
0: bother you? Uh, Domofsky talking about my injuries that used to bother me like he uh like But you were hurt.
1: What what's uh the... well you know
0: that he knew what was going on like uh he was Doc McKenzie. I gave him a hard time for it too. Was Body he inc- was he incorrect
1: or was he accurate?
0: Uh sometimes he was accurate, sometimes he wasn't. Oh, all
1: right. You know. All right, Jason, take it away. <laughs> so I mean I, I just that you know that's
0: why also, it's so important to ask Jason weekly mm-hmm. about an injury update because it is important and it's good to know yeah. what's going, going on in the building. Like, we've seen a couple guys that are important players miss two days of practice. So, my question is, Jason, what are we looking like with Elton? Obviously, A.J. Dillon missed a couple days. Or did anyone else miss a couple days?
2: Yeah, Preston Smith hasn't practiced. Uh, oh. And as Matt Lafleur. As Matt LaFleur said to us today, when Preston Smith, who's missed one game in his career, career, yeah. one, yeah, game, uh, when he doesn't practice two days in a row, that's, that's obviously a concern. Uh, I still, given his track record, I would be absolutely stunned if he doesn't play, especially given the stakes. Uh, we did talk to Elton. He did not practice for the second straight day. He's good. He said he got rolled up on pretty good. I don't know if you saw it when you were breaking down the film there, Doc. But he, he got, I did see he got it, a yeah. pretty good shot. Yeah, that was not not good. And one of those, obviously, occupational hazards that you offensive linemen deal with. And so uh, I think they've just tried to let that settle down and let him kind of heal as opposed to doing too much on it. Uh, they've yep. got all these, you know, the stim. They, they've, they've moved on. I remember watching you and so many other guys with all these cords and wires on these stim machines that you guys would be using. Um, and now they've got these, like, they're compression sleeves. They're like those those Brett Favre copper fits that Brett Favre used to hawk all the time, except these actually work. Um, he, he, <laughs> there, there's a bunch of guys wearing them, and, and and he's one of them. But he told us he's going to be okay and he's going to be good to go. So uh, I think that's encouraging. The most, uh, to me, the, the top-line item of the day, injury-wise, was Matt LaFleur saying it's realistic that Luke Musgrave will play in this game. Uh, That obviously would be significant. We obviously had yesterday Christian Watson telling us that he's going to be playing on Sunday, and it was much more of a I've got facts on my side as opposed to wishful thinking that we had heard from him previously. Mm -hmm. So it would appear as of now, as you and I and, you and I talk and Homer listens, uh, that they could have both those guys back offensively. Looks like they probably will have their entire complement of wide receivers other than Samari Touré uh, available to them. So that, that to me, is kind of a big deal. That is a big
0: deal. All receivers on deck for this week. And Musgrave, which is is big. Even though Kraft has been playing really good ball, a full complement of everyone is, is good. So, Homer and I talked about it a little bit. I'm sure you've been talking about it when you were on KBN and everything like that. What is your gauge on, is Jair Alexander starting this game or is he not?
2: Yeah, I'll be honest. I thought it was once they were talking about him the way they were yesterday and after Jair spoke. And really, again, I, I'm not always right about reading people, uh, but he to me, he came off very authentic and genuinely contrite. Um, now he could have fooled me, maybe, uh, but I thought, okay, well, clearly he's going to be a goal, and they're, they're going to put him back in there. But the way Joe Barry talked, and I'm, I'm driving back home to write from from Lambeau, so I don't have the quote directly in front of me, but his answer to J- a question about Jair. It did not sound like it was a slam dunk that he was going to be starting. Now, I don't want to cause a frenzy, and uh, once I get home, I'll I'll take a look at the quote to get it accurately to you guys, and then you can parse his words. But I I don't – it was not a – here's the thing. It was not a flat-out, well, of course he's playing. Of course he's going to be a starter. And and that always makes – now, he may still be the starter. I'm not saying he won't be. But anytime you have an an opportunity to kinda of answer authoritatively and you choose not to, it always gets my antenna up and it makes me wonder why you didn't just answer it flat out. Of course he's gonna be the starter. He's a two time pro you know, all pro player. We we expect the best from him. He's learned his lesson and we're excited for him to be back out on the field and that's that's the answer that is not the answer we got from LaFleur yesterday. And it was not the answer we got from Joe Barry today. So there's some questions there.
1: No, there <laughs> is no question. No, no, no. I can't. I'm not buying it. There's no so way over, you bring him back over, and don't over, start him. Over. They choose not to mention right. it yet for some reason. He is
2: starting in the game, right? Right, Jason. You would. You. I, I would. Again, I would think so. But the, it's not as if there's some sort of huge, like you know, subterfuge. Some sort of big. Advantage of keeping the Bears guessing on whether he's going to play or not. Like he's played a ton of games against the Bears. It's not like Eberflus and getsy don't know who this guy is or what he's capable of. So I, I, you know, the fact that they didn't answer that way is what gives me pause. And especially, and here's here's the reason why is that here's a guy who, you know, he can say that you know, he's learned his lesson and he made a mistake and everything else. But that doesn't mean that in his heart of hearts he's still like, that was BS, man. Like, that's fine. You want to find me, whatever. But the fact that you have suspended me, you know, that doesn't mean that inside he's not irritated. And so I just thought if you're trying to keep the peace, if you will, um, that you just flat out say it. And the fact that neither one of them did, it just – it gives me pause. I'm not saying that I'm sure he's not starting by any stretch, but why pass up the opportunity? It can't just be gamesmanship. It can't be just, well, we don't want the Bears to know that one of the best corners we've ever had might play. Like, I don't I don't get yep. that. So that's what makes me wonder. Yeah. I,
0: I, I mean, I, I look at it from both sides. I understand what Homer's saying, and obviously – on the ground what he, jason's here and makes sense to me too i mean i'm interested in it i'm very interested in it i guess my last question injury wise we saw who i think's been playing really well that i don't think gets enough credit mcduffie leaves with the the head injury i see devondre campbell is back in practice uh-huh. what what is um what's going on here is mcduffie going to be able because i i like him as a player i like him a lot when i watch him I, I think he does. I think he plays team defense well. I think he sticks his nose in there. I, so I'm a little concerned about the chemistry of the defense if he's not out there and Campbell gets inserted back out there. We all saw what happened last time and this and that. So, what what what's the uh, read on that right now?
2: Yeah, and and look, I I I know you well enough and respect the hell out of you that I'm not going to put you on the spot with this question. But I would love. To ask a number of former players since obviously I know a lot of them I would love to get their unvarnished 100 percent true response to hey what did you guys think of him proclaiming on social media that he wasn't playing through injury like that I just I will just say that that cannot be well received by a large portion of the people that are in the locker room.
1: Well, why and can't so it just now, be the same as Jair? He's a unique individual. What, what, what's the phrases they've been using for Jeyer? So
2: a uh, Unique unique personality. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, just a unique yeah, well, personality. Hey, yeah, that unique personality got off suspended. So, uh, look, what I'm saying is, is I agree with Brian. Like, now suddenly, miraculously, um, he's a uh, full participant in practice each of the last two days, and I'm sure he will be again tomorrow. And then I don't think they'll. I think they'll probably take him off the report and say he's going to play. And what I don't get is, you, you your your neck injury that was not severe enough that you couldn't play against Tampa, but you didn't play well, and then became severe enough that you didn't play in the last two games is now miraculously healed. Now Matt Lafleur said that he thinks the two weeks off have really benefited Devondre. Okay, great. Uh, then he has to play, in my opinion, at that first team all pro level that got him the fifty million dollar contract. Has he played at that, that level any like point that. this year? No, and not last year either. Okay, and so just you know he he, he doesn't look. Uh, and and I, again, I'm not. I, I just I don't I don't know him, but my experiences with him have been um, not been great. So I, I, I don't want to be biased against him by any means, like I was against like Bill Schrader. But my 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 concern <laughs> is a hundred years ago. I know, and, and it still remains <laughs> true today. Right,
1: but which proves that you're never biased, and people that think you're biased are wrong. And I don't want him to move in that direction. So go ahead.
2: Well, my point is is that you know I don't know how that's going to affect the chemistry because I do think that Isaiah McDuffie is like he doesn't talk team first. He is like the guy's been laboring on special teams uh, for the last three years. Like he's a, he's one of the most soft-spoken guys on that team. So he's not, he's not fake team player guy. And so if he's not available, you know, you would hope that the guy that was a 2021 first team, all pro at inside linebacker with a playoff berth on the line will play to that level. And if he does, great. Uh, if he doesn't, and they struggle to stop the run against the number two rushing offense in the league, well, then that could be the recipe that gets them into some trouble in a game where they're playing against a team that's been eliminated from playoff contention. But seems, from the outside looking in, to be reasonably motivated to end their season and play the spoilers. All
1: right, Jason, we've run out of time, but you can answer the question. Who is the biggest Packers snub who didn't make the Pro Bowl yet? Jordan Love, Zach Tom, Rashawn Gary,
2: or Jaden Reed? Well, I don't think any of those guys got snubbed for making the Pro Bowl. Uh, well, they... who
1: is the biggest snub of the four? That is if you thought who is most none
2: worthy? Them. None of them. All right. Well, they're not they're not none of them are like, I think the fact that Jordan Love wasn't even an alternate is ridiculous. Okay. Um, that would – I mean, I would say Zach to Tom. Question.
1: That's what voted for him, based on what the doctor of football has told me. Seems to me the he's played –
2: doctor of it. football – no. The no. doctor of football knows this. The, the doctor of football was a damn good right tackle. Yeah. Some might say superior to the guy that came before him. I wouldn't because I have to work with the guy that came before him every day – As opposed to the occasional doctor visit from Mr. Bulaga. But (laughs) how many Pro Bowls did Brian Bulaga go to? None. None. And he was a damn good football player. So that's, hey, welcome to life as a right tackle. It sucks. You're not going to get those accolades, but I don't think it's a snub.
1: Thanks, Jason.
2: All right, guys, take care. We good?
1: Jason Wilde, all Packers all the time. By the way, Fisco Autobody, I tell you to go there so you like them because they're really good, and then you like me. Yep. I tell you so that you will improve my reputation. Fisco Autobody and Forest Home in Franklin. It's a family business owned since 1931. It's not what they do, it's who they are. So by the time they're doing it for you, they've been doing it so long, it's easy. I tell you, so you'll go there, as has happened. And they like it. You got an auto body place forever. And then, well, thanks, Homer. Helps my reputation. Fisco body, Fisco auto body, Fisco auto body on Forrest Home and Franklin. Fisco, Fisco, Fisco to remember the name. What will the doctor of football will be? Will he be as difficult as Jason Wildy, Who is the biggest Packer snub who didn't make the Pro Bowl? His answer next.
0: This is the Homer Hour
1: on 945 ESPN. with the doctor of football Brian Bulaga the discount liquor Twitter poll question who is the biggest Packers snub who didn't make the Pro Bowl Jason Woolley was difficult and said none of them well I I didn't say any of them necessarily deserved but who do you think would be the closest I guess maybe we should have put it that way Jordan Love Zach Tom Rasheen Gary or Jaden Reed somebody mentioned uh, Keyshawn Nixon which I guess would be a possibility because nobody returns kickoffs much anymore, except the Packers. All right, Mr. Bulaga. What do you say? Um, you know, I thinking
0: about it, I, I have to go with, with Jordan love. Like, cause I think he's probably been the best player on the team. Okay. And you kind of look at his statistics compared to the other quarterbacks that got in. Like, I don't know. I don't know if Stafford deserves it over him. I just, I don't, I don't think so. I think what Jordan Love has done with the players that he has has been more impressive than Stafford. Um, and don't don't they have similar records? Like, are we looking at similar records as well?
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Game of difference, so, but pretty close. Yeah. Y-
0: yeah. So I I I think Jordan Love, and like that, that doesn't take away from what Reed's done and how Zach Tom has played. Listen, Jason, it's hard. Like Lane Johnson, obviously, he's the right tackle of the Eagles. Um, gets a ton of media. They get a ton of praise over there in Philly. The offensive line does. Um, but Lane's a really good player, really good player. So like, it's hard as a right tackle to get that recognition to get into the pro bowl. It just is. He's probably the only one that will ever get that nod. And he's earned that through a lot of good a lot of good play obviously but a lot of good pub as well and the team's given him a lot of good pub and you know he's in a major city so he's able to he's able to kind of parlay that into a lot of off the field success too with honors and awards which is great for him because he he earns it he's very good but it's going to be hard for a right tackle to get in so i, I i'd say Jordan Love because i think he's earned it i think he's played well enough and to not even be an alternate blows my mind
1: what? Uh, where do you rate Zach Tom's performance relative to uh, other tackles, right tackles, regardless of how he's viewed in the Pro Bowl? Because we know it's they know, nobody even know he exists. So
2: yeah, very few is, do,
1: so it takes a year or two or whatever. But we know he exists because we have yep. you to tell us how good he is. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think he's playing. If I look around the league, you look at the – the tackles, obviously, the Pene Sewell, he plays right tackle for the Lions. I think he's either the first alternate or the third guy. I don't know what he – I think he's – I don't know who the all the tackles are. Um, but he's another guy that that team's been playing really well. They get a lot of great media attention. They win the division, everything, and he gets voted in. And obviously, he's a very good player. But I look at the right tackles around the league. Um, I would say that he's playing inside the top six to seven right tackles in the league i think that's how well he's playing so uh again if you're not playing as the number one or number two right tackle in the league it's going to be hard to get that pro bowl nod but i think he's inside the top like i said seven eight guys playing that position he's inside that um which is a credit to him i think he's been playing really well
1: and you think he can get better i don't know how you judge or know if, uh, if you, uh, an offensive lineman, say, yeah, this guy, this guy can keep getting better or no, that's about as good as he can be. I don't know how that works in the offensive line. How does it work?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think he can get better. I think he, when, when he's already playing really well and his technique has improved so much from year one to year two, and obviously his comfort in the offense, but really where linemen get better is just experience. You see more things, you're understanding more things, Um, And when you do that, when you're able to do that, like everything becomes easier. So like you've seen all the you've gone against these pass rushers more than once. So you're more than comfortable blocking them and they can't really throw you anything that you haven't seen or um, picking up pressures or, you know, line stunts in the run game or just things like that. You just get more comfortable with more reps and that improves your play. Your angles are better. Um, You're more confident going against these big names like. T.J. Watt and the guys that he's gone against. So um, with the years that tick by, he will get better just based on experience. And that's kind of why I'm really excited about him because he's playing this well with not a ton of games under his belt. So that's why I think, you know, the sky's the limit for for him.
1: And now we will break and we get to the fourth quarter. The doctor of football, Brian Bulaga, will have a chance to agree with me when I say This has been a great season. It'll be a great season if they lose to the Bears because they will have found their quarterback of the future. They have obviously drafted outstanding young wide receivers. And anybody who doesn't say this is a great season has forgotten what expectations were, but more importantly, how important finding a good quarterback is. What will the doctor of football, Brian Bulaga, say next? Welcome back to the Homer Hour
0: on 94.5 ESPN.
1: Looking for a lab-grown diamond? Robert Hack Diamond sells them at crazy prices. Two-carat, total weight diamond studs for $999. Robert Hack Diamonds can't give you any size, shape, or clarity. In natural or lab-grown diamonds. Do the research. Lab-grown diamonds are almost exactly the same as natural diamonds. Don't buy. Go wherever you want. That's right. I tell you, go wherever you want. Just make sure you go to Robert Hack Diamonds, because when you go there, you'll get more for less, and you'll say, damn, how did Homer know this stuff? $999 for a two-carat pair of diamond studs. Robert Hack Diamonds, Greenfield and in Brookfield. RobertHackDiamonds.com. Go wherever you want. Just make sure you go there, because you get more for less. All right, now we get to, uh, does Brian Belaga agree with me? This has been a great season. I use the word great to find a quarterback that you believe Jordan Love can be, not to mention the drafting of all these great offensive players, because the NFL, and it has been this way for a number of years, is about offense. And it would appear the Packers are going to have an offense now good enough to take them wherever they hope they can get to, given the other parts of the team. If you don't have a good offense... Maybe Baltimore or San Francisco will prove me wrong this year. You don't make it anymore in terms of winning Super Bowls. Take it away, Doctor of Football, Brian Bulaga.
0: Yeah, I um, I am I'm split on it because I really want them to win this game. I really want them to win this football game, and and I always look at it as wins and losses are. Failures and successes. Why do you and want like, them to
1: really win this ball game? Because you know everything I said is true, and it's going to be true even if they lose it, right? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: If if they lose, the season is still successful based on that. You're right. They have found their quarterback of the future, their franchise guy. They have drafted really well with these young receivers. They have a decent core of offensive linemen. You know, with Tom and elton and depending on what happens with dave and all that like you could return a really nice core. and who would have thought that
1: possible with no baktiari exactly
0: so and then the tight end group is nice with craft and musgrave the running back situation is obvious you know like i said there's there's a lot of positives to take away um will it still be a success the coaches won't think it. The players won't think it. As a former player, it's hard for me to think it. But I, you look at this from not a player's point of view and from a fan point of view and kind of breaking down the team and looking at everything. It is technically still a success because of what you have and, and what let me, you accomplished. let me add
1: one other thing. This wasn't maybe the case. you play, Everybody wants a chip on their shoulder. Got to have a chip on their shoulder. Well, if they don't win this game, not making the playoffs will give them a chip on their shoulder the size of California before they start next season.
0: There's no doubt. I mean, it'll add a little fuel to the fire, yeah. but I look at it as if they get this done, right, they, they get to the playoffs with this roster, which no one thought, get to the playoffs the confidence that would give them going in the next year would be even bigger than if they lost that's why i like i really want them to win this game and listen if they lose i don't look at it as a lost season at all i look at it as for me personally hey they did a lot more than what anyone thought they would do so i'm giving them credit on that when we were in october no one thought that they'd even be in this position so I'm going to give him credit for that. Are you
1: telling me, Dr. Football Brian Belaga, that you now believe in this team enough that you'll be disappointed if they don't beat the Bears? I'll be disappointed if they don't beat Chicago, yeah. I'll be, be disappointed. That has to be based on how good you think the team
0: is now, right? Based on, I'd think based on how they're playing, yeah. yeah. Based on how they're playing, I'd be disappointed if they didn't beat Chicago. Even I'm though not the this- last
1: time you were really confident about them was after they had beaten Detroit and Kansas City. And you were confident, and then uh, never mind. We don't need to go there. But. and then the Giants happened. Yes, yes. I know. I, I get it. I
0: and that's why I'm cautious, cautiously optimistic about it. Like, I'm I'm anxious for it, but I'm excited because I think they could do it. They could beat the Bears,
1: and There's that no would doubt. that would prove that they've grown from even that short time ago. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. The you would see
0: a team that is full of confidence. Um. And full of maturity for their young age to, to get this done.
1: And uh, imagine if they do win, how far you're going to say they might go next year. Yeah.
0: Y- yeah, there's yeah. a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> there's no doubt.
1: There's uh, no doubt. But again, what you said earlier in the show, the improvement of the Bears' defense is mind-blowing. Do I have that right?
0: That's correct.
1: So factor that in. If the Packers lost, it could be because of how well the Bears are playing to some degree, which would be hard for people to admit, but I'm sure you will. I'm not saying that'll happen. Yeah, they need the confidence. They need to prove they're not going to let that Giants thing and happen again. It was nice to be back with you, Dr. Football. How You as well. I, did that you sound well. good? Do you believe me? Do yep. you think I was legit? Like yeah. 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 I don't know what's next not going to be as good as a doctor football. Make sure to go to wisconsinondemand.com. You need to listen to this twice like he looks at the game twice. Next.